Welcome back again, friends, to your daily Bible podcast. Today we are continuing our series on God's purpose for your life, and we're going to look together at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, begins in verse 1. Now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities that the Spirit gives us, I don't want you to misunderstand this. You know that when you were still pagans, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of all of them. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another, and to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all of these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some of us Gentiles, some of us are slaves, and some of us are free. But we all have been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share that same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, what would we hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would it be if it only had one part? Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts that we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that shouldn't be seen while the most honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, then all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ body and each of you is part of it. Here are some of the parts God has appointed for the church. First are the apostles, second are the prophets, third are the teachers, then those who do miracles, those who have the gift of healing, those who help others, those who have the gift of leadership, and those who speak in unknown languages. Are all of us apostles? 
Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all have the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in unknown languages? Do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages? Of course not. So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. But now let me show you a way of life that is best of all. Okay, so the human body is incredibly complex. There are 78 organs that all work individually and collectively and a dozen different distinct systems that all coexist together seamlessly and all need to function properly in order for us to be healthy. See, God created every single part of our body for a specific purpose. Hands pick up objects and they write letters and type on a keyboard and steer our car. Feet take us down the street and upstairs. Our hearts ensure that blood gets to every inch of our bodies and our brains supervise and regulate all of the body's activities. See, what would the heart be without the vessels that carry the life-giving blood? And what would our brain be without the blood and the neurons and the neurological systems to power it? Every part of our body must work together in harmony so that the body will be whole and the body will be healthy and the body will thrive. The same is true with the church. It is why Paul used this analogy. When we give our lives to Jesus, we join our bodies to other believers. Each of us has different talents and abilities. Each of us come from different backgrounds and have different experiences, but each of us is vital. Even if your gifts and your service are not as easy to discern or as visible as some others. Paul reminded us there's lots of different kinds of gifts, but it's the same Spirit of God who uses those gifts in each of us in order to accomplish His work through the church. You can only accomplish God's purpose for your life connected to the body, in community, connected to other believers. Your gifts, your ability, your experiences, they were given to you, not just for you, but for the good of the body. You have different experiences and abilities in life than anyone else, and that's a good thing. We need each other for the body to function effectively. So rather than trying to be someone else or look like someone else or sound like someone else, ask God to help you grow in the gifts and the abilities he has given you. Because when everyone in the church knows and operates in their gifting, that is when the body begins to function. And when the body begins to function, that is when we get to see the purpose and plan that God has for your life and for us collectively together. Be taken hold of, be walked in, be seen, be experienced. And that is our greatest desire because when the body functions as God designed it, people will see Jesus. They'll experience Jesus and that will change everything. Let's pray. God, I thank you for your wonderful purpose and your wonderful plan. I thank you for your church, and I thank you that you said you would build your church and that the gates of hell would not stand against it. 
I pray, God, that we would have a deepening of our love and affection for your body, for your bride, for your family. I pray, God, that you would help us set aside hurts and set aside disappointments, God, and press in deeply into what you have for our lives through the local church. I pray, God, that you would help each of us to do this. In Jesus' name, amen.